The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Thursday, the 2nd of February in London. Coming up today... Eight down, two to go. The Fed's Powell calls for a couple more rate hikes. Taking it to the bank, we have earnings from Deutsche Bank, Santander and Nordea. Adani's debt albatross conglomerate spirals into crisis as bonds hit distressed levels. BP scales back its renewables push, women running UK water and job coaches in GP surgeries. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's news. Newspapers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus, the bonds that bind us. Barclays looks at boosting fixed income trader bonuses by as much as 15%. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe on DAB Digital Radio London, Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Cirrus XM Channel 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. Fed Chief Jerome Powell says at least a couple more rate rises will be needed to get inflation under control. His comments come after the central bank raised rates by 25 basis points. Speaking after the announcement, Powell sought to remind markets that high inflation is still a problem. Uh, I would say that our focus is not on short-term moves, but on sustained changes to broader financial conditions. And it is our judgment that we're not yet at a sufficiently restrictive policy stance. Despite Powell's caution, markets took his message to be more dovish, with stocks and treasuries both surging. The rate decision came after US job vacancies unexpectedly jumped at the end of last year. The number of available positions climbed to a five-month high of just over 11 million in December. Let's turn to some of the bank earnings we have out this morning, starting with Deutsche Bank. Fourth quarter, fixed income sales and trade, sales and trading revenue coming in as a miss, €1.5 billion Euros, uh, for the fourth quarter. The estimate had been for €1.6 billion. Euros. Pre-tax profit uh, also coming in below estimate, €775 million. Euros. The estimate had been for €1.25 uh, billion. Net revenue figures the fourth quarter also a miss, €6.32 billion. Euros. The estimate had been for six and a half half billion euros. So after Deutsche Bank, let's look at Santander, which is the reported net income for the fourth quarter of 2.29 billion euros. Uh, that was a beat on the average analyst estimates. Santander targeting double digit revenue growth in 2023. And interestingly, non-performing loans, the ratio of that in the fourth quarter was 3.08%. So actually lower than the estimate for Santander. Nordia, however, was a beat for their net interest income for the fourth quarter, up 31 
1% from a year earlier to 1.64 billion uh, euros. That's driven by rising loan volumes, better deposit margins at the largest lender in the Nordic region. And a couple of others. ING reporting a pre-tax profit for the fourth quarter, also that beat average analyst estimates. And then in terms of the money managers, DWS, full year net outflows come in actually above estimates, 19.9 billion euros. So that in terms of the earnings this morning. Turning to other news, more than $100 billion has now been wiped off Gautam Adani's beleaguered empire. The deepening stock route comes as some of the conglomerate's dollar bonds plunge to distressed levels. Speaking in a pre-recorded video address to investors, Adani gave a bullish assessment of the group's financial position. The fundamentals of our company are very strong. Our balance sheet is healthy and assets robust. Our EBITDA levels and cash flows have been very strong. Once the market stabilizes, we will review our capital market strategy. Gautam Adani's comments come after the Indian tycoon was forced to pull a $2.4 billion share sale by his flagship company, even though it was fully subscribed. The value of Adani Enterprises has fallen by so much that investors in the offering would have been sitting on immediate losses of more than 30%. Now, MetaShares soared after the bell in the US as fourth quarter revenue beat expectations. The social media giant also announced that it's boosting its share buyback program by $40 billion. CEO Mark Zuckerberg believes the company is entering a phase change focused on efficiency. I just think we're in, we've entered somewhat of a phase change for the company where we just grew so quickly for like the first 18 years of the company's growth. And it's very hard to really crank on efficiency while you're growing that quickly. So that was Zuckerberg. His focus on efficiency comes after Meta announced that it would be cutting 11,000 jobs in November. Barclays is weighing an increase in the bonus pool for its fixed income trading division. The story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. The unit is expected to produce record revenue after 2022's wild market swings. Sources say the British bank is considering boosting the overall incentive compensation for fixed income traders by as much as 15%. The sources say equities trading, which suffered from a decline in derivatives activity last year, might see its overall compensation pot drop as much as 10%. According to the sources, like other Wall Street firms, Barclays is considering cutting bonus pools for their investment bankers by as much as 40% amid a deal-making slump. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Okay, those are a few of our top stories this morning, but... uh On a very busy day for central bank decisions, there's also going to be a big focus throughout trading, of course, on the big lenders. I mean, uh, we just went through, rattled through, frankly, um, a lot of the earnings reports. Just let's focus in, though, on Deutsche Bank. So the whole idea was that the fixed income um, sales and trading revenue would be the thing that lifted Deutsche Bank Mm. this quarter. But it is actually a miss, um, even though the outlook uh, is quite interesting from Deutsche Bank, that their credit loss provisions are at the low end uh, for the year ahead but it's that fixed income issue that I think is going to be quite interesting and also cost control at Deutsche Bank. Yeah and that has been one of the issues that we have been watching out for with Deutsche Bank. I mean there is a point of contrast here with the other set of bank results that we've had because we've had a series of beats from a lot of the big lenders mm. over the past few days so so Deutsche is standing out with a miss on both pre-tax profit and net revenues uh, as well. When we look at the the outlook then for the year to um, there 
they're seeing 2023 revenue 28 to 29 billion euros. Mm. Uh, they had previously seen um, over 28 billion euros. So that is a slight improvement on the outlook uh, from Deutsche Bank as well. Um, we're, of course, getting more details of this as it emerges um, on the on the latest from Deutsche Bank. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of uh, the newspapers, BP scaling back its renewables push, women running UK water and job coaches in GP surgeries. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The Paper Review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans joins us now with the details of those stories. Leanne, let's start with the Wall Street Journal. It has the headline, BP's CEO plays down renewables push as returns lag. Yes, indeed, Stephen. Good morning to you. So Bernard Looney, the CEO of BP, is said to be rolling back elements of the oil giant's high-profile push into renewable energy. And according to the Wall Street Journal, he is disappointed with the returns from some of the renewable investments that have been made by BP and it says Looney plans to place less emphasis on ECG goals going further and what he's trying to do is clarify that these targets aren't distracting from the ability of the company to actually make a profit and according to the paper Looney believes BP needs to do more to convince their shareholders of its strategy to maximise profits in areas where the company does have a competitive advantage And this is including Mm. its legacy oil and gas operations that we know them so well for. And a spokesman for the CEO declined to comment to the Wall Street Journal. And BP does report its earnings next week. And they have been pretty good, the last earnings that we've seen from BP. And this is obviously due to the rising energy prices. But once again, really interesting, seems to be slightly moving away from ECG and renewable energy to focus on profits. Yeah, look, that's the big debate, isn't it, um, in the energy sphere? But before we get the BP results this morning, we get uh, the Shell fourth quarter mm-hmm. results out actually at 7am. So that'll also be interesting. The expectation is to see profits dip at Shell. But no, interesting on BP and rene- versus renewables. Um, the headline in the Times, well, this is kind of uh, a little bit related. Seven Trent appoints all women top leadership team. Tell me about this utility. Yes, indeed. So this is the water company, Caroline, which is based up in Coventry, and it's now making boardroom history. It will become the first company in the FTSE 100 to appoint an all-woman leadership team with a female chief executive, chairwoman, and also chief financial officer. So all of this comes as Helen Mm. Miles is set to become the CFO in July, along with the CEO, Liv 
Gareth Garfield and the chairwoman Christine Hodgenson. And a majority of boards and FTSE 100 companies, Caroline, is still weighted in favour of <laughs> men, of course. The number of women in senior roles has actually been growing and we have discussed this on the show a lot. And the water industry has actually been the best sector for female executives to rise to the top. And we know the CEO of Thames Water, Southwest Water and soon Northwest Water, they all going to be women. However, Denise Wilson, she's the chief executive of the FTSE Women Leaders Group, says even though we're making massive strides in the right direction, there is still a long way to go and we must bear that in mind. But this seems to be boardroom history, Caroline, for all the ladies. I don't know, I would quite like the idea of walking, working in a... Not that I don't like Stephen, but... Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Look, I'll just chirp in. There are only seven female CEOs in the whole yes. FTSE 100. And actually, the progress in terms of getting more women into the C-suite has really kind of been quite stagnant over the past five years, but on a lot of metrics. But Leanne Garris, thank you. That's a very interesting story. Uh, one more from Leanne. The Telegraph. Job coaches at GP surgeries to push unemployed over 50s back to work. What's this all about? I'm going to try to tell you what it's all about. This is part of the government's plan to plug gaps in the labour workforce. So we do know it's super tight and also reduce economic inactivity among the over 50s here in the UK. Now, the Telegraph says is the idea idea is using GP surgeries to get these coaches in to help people in this age group and give them advice on finding work and really getting back into the working world. And doctors would also be able to refer patients who want to help find work and also advice, you know, where to go. Sometimes that first leap, isn't it, mm-hmm. is knowing where to go and how to go about it. The paper says ministers are actively looking at the policy as Work and Pension Secretary Miles Stride is leading a review into how to entice unemployed 50 to 60 year olds back into the workforce. Mm. And this is really as the UK is the only major developed country to have suffered a sustained rise in economic inactivity in this age group since the start of the pandemic. And I did remember seeing a headline recently saying get off the golf course and get into work. I'm not sure everyone's going to want to agree with that. And there have been trials of this idea, a government-backed pilot in South Yorkshire where GP referred patients for work support had a 50% success rate out of 5,000 people, which suggests that maybe people are ready to go back mm-hmm. into the workforce, but they just need that little leg up and these job coaches are basically designed to do that. Okay, Leanne Gerrans, thank you very much for that review of the newspapers. Now, a couple more interest rate hikes are on the way, but Jerome Powell says that the disinflation process has started. As markets price in rate cuts of 50 basis points by the end of the year from the Fed, attention today is shifting to the ECB and the Bank of England uh, who make their decision. So let's uh, have a think about this, bring in our chief rates correspondent, Garfield Reynolds. Um, To digest Jerome Powell firstly, Garfield, good morning. Powell says that there's more work to do, but the markets did not seem to hear that what should we take away from the Fed decision yesterday? Well, markets seem to have decided that the more work that needs to be done is preparation for rate cuts, which Jay Powell did his best to rule out. Uh, the difficulty that the Fed was always going to face, though, once it slowed its pace of hikes and signaled that it was close to the end of its hiking cycle, which he definitely signaled, is that then 
markets would rush to price uh, the, the next part of the cycle when the Fed would turn around and loosen policy. And in fact, there were a couple of things that Chair Powell said which encouraged that. He talked a lot about disinflation and the idea that he could see some disinflationary impulses coming through. So that was a red rag to the bond and stock bulls, uh, as it were. He also, I mean, he did <clears throat> emphasize, he has been keen to emphasize this all along, but still, he did emphasize his expectation they can manage a soft landing. And a soft landing uh, is is seen as meaning that they do not go so far with tightening that they crash the economy. Yeah. So his insistence on that was taken by markets as being, okay, they're going to go one or two more times after this, maybe one, maybe none. Uh, and you know, the most mm -hmm. immediate and interesting response was the way swap markets priced for two rate cuts in the second half of this year, which is not at all something that Powell you'll put on the table in his comments, but um, the markets look through that. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.